On today's show, does Luka Doncic need to take the All-Star game more seriously going forward? Does the NBA need him to take the All-Star game more seriously going forward? We'll talk about that, and I'll share everything I learned from here in Indianapolis at NBA All-Star. And today, it's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. Welcome to the Mavericks. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show. Make it Locked On Mavs your first listen today with the best way you can help us grow the show. Listen every day. Leave a five-star review. Like the video and comment anything below. Let me know in the comment section. Do you, you personally, think that Luka needs to take the All-Star game more seriously? I think I can hear it from both sides. But we'll... Let me know in the comment sections. Joining me, you, no one else. We're hanging out here. I'm in Indianapolis. I've been here all weekend for All-Star Weekend, and the All-Star game just ended, and we've got to talk about everything that I saw, All-Star Saturday night, the experience, lively on Friday. I did an episode after that, so if you haven't watched that episode, go watch it. We'll talk about everything that I saw and heard here and all that. But I want to get to this, and this is going to be maybe a little bit of a different episode. There's not much Mavs substance that you can take from a game like this, but I think there is Luka, and there's the league, and there's implications about how he takes the All-Star game, how other players around him kind of take cues from him and Jokic and others and don't take the game seriously, and how the league wants them to take it seriously. I think we may have a problem with this because – I'll explain it. I'll explain why I think that there's kind of an issue. Let's start here. In America, in the U.S., here we go. Here we go. I'm I'm going full country perspective. I'm not going just Dallas. I'm not just going Texas. I'm going the full country. In the U.S., sports, massive, huge. The biggest sport here in America is American football, the NFL. The Super Bowl ends. What's the first, next, biggest U.S. American sporting event that happens? It's all-star weekend. The NBA becomes front and center. The NFL takes a step back, and front and center becomes the, you know, becomes the NBA, and the all-star game is the first big event that happens. So for everybody that was either locked in on football, hadn't really checked into the NBA yet, or is like, all right, let's go. I'm ready to lock back into the NBA, lock into my team, lock into whoever I want to see, and see what this is all about. What's the league like right now? Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, who is – pushing this all in the direction, wants them, wants those kind of fans, and all fans, really, and all potential fans of the NBA to come back to the All-Star game and say, all right, this is awesome. I love this. Let's check back in for the rest of the season. Let's buy tickets and go to games. We've got to see this guy. We've got to go to an arena and see this. I've got to get league pass for the rest of the year, unless I got it for free with that random code if you saw that story from Reddit. You've got to buy League Pass to be able to watch this guy. I've got to check him in, check him out on the national TV games on ESPN, TNT, and ABC, and all that. The, I want to check him out on social media and follow these guys and give them clicks and retweets and reposts and likes and all that kind of stuff. The NBA is obsessed with social media numbers lately. And so you go to this all-star game, and it's a fun event. It's the first time I've been here, but you go, you see a bunch of guys, some fun things happen, all that kind of stuff. The hometown team gets, you know, the hometown fans get behind Tyrese Halliburton, who's hitting a bunch of threes early, and that's super fun. And they're booing Giannis and counting down his free throws at the line, and that's great because there's already a rivalry between the Bucks and the Pacers and all that. And you see all this, and then you look at Luka Doncic. 
could be the face of the league when LeBron goes. This was LeBron's 20th All-Star game. Record-breaking 20th All-Star game. He's on his way out. He already said in the coyest, most <laughs> annoying – Isaac would have found that press conference with LeBron the most annoying thing in history. The coyest way, you know, I've not got much time left. We'll see what happens with the rest of my career. And so you – you have LeBron, who's supposed to be the face of the league, kind of still is the face of the league. He's supposed to be the one that sets the tone for everybody. He's in his 20th All-Star game. He showed up late for All-Star stuff because of you know treating an ankle. He didn't play a lot in this game because he was treating an ankle, because he you know is dealing with his injury, and he wants to actually still win with his team. LeBron only plays like under 14 minutes in this game, even though he was a starter and even though this was his team. like He was the captain of the team. That usually doesn't happen that much. And you look at it and you say, well, okay, who's the next guy that's going to step up and be sort of a leader among the players? And we're just barely seeing Luka take that real step for the Mavericks this year, a team that he's been around for now five years, a team that he's, you know, the best player by far and has been for five years, a team that, you know, everyone looks to him, the team has been built around him. He's just now taking that step with the Mavericks. He's not ready to take that step for the league. Jokic, Kind of the same way, but more so just because of personality, he's going to be the same way. Those two guys look like the guys in the back of the class, and I have been this I have been this person. I'm sorry to say, for all you teachers out there, I know a lot of teachers listen to the show. I, at many times in my life, was the kid that sat in the back of the class, and one time, uh, one time, oh, what's his last name? One time one of my teachers, Chip oh, Dodson, was a you know social studies teacher, was a cross-country coach. He looked me in the eyes and he said, I've got you figured out. And I was like, what do you mean? You're smart enough that you could try really hard in this class and do really well. But you're, so, you're, you're just smart enough that you want to see how smart can I be and how can I get away with the, doing the least amount possible in this situation, in this class, so that I could either pass, get a B, whatever you expected. And he had me pegged. That's exactly what I tried to do. I tried to do as little as possible so that I could just walk through it and that I could just get out the other end, not, you know, make a big, not like point anything towards me or anything like that, not put the spotlight on me and, you know, joke around with the other, the other people in the back of the class with me. And that was me in school at times. And Luka and Jokic were kind of doing the same thing. Let me just walk, walk through this game. It doesn't matter, all that. And there's a difference between what matters as a team, and I can hear you. I hear you shouting, this game doesn't matter. Why would you – Why the league needs this to matter. The league really wants this to matter. Why do you think they've tried so many dang things? They tried the Elam ending. They tried drafting. They tried – you know, taking away East versus West. They tried giving it captains. They tried all kinds of different things. They've tried a bunch of stuff. They'll probably try USA versus World. That's the thing that a lot of us have been talking about here at the All-Star Weekend. That they want those casual fans that I talked about, the check out of football, come back in to look at All-Star and for it to kick off the rest of the season and give it that momentum it needs going into the rest of it. Now, I think that the basketball is going to be good enough, especially with the, you know, the, the teams that are still trying to fight for a play it playoff spot I think the basketball is going to be good enough to draw those people in anyway but the league would love for this event right here this all-star weekend to be the one that captures everybody's attention to be the thing that it used to be they've got that problem with the players not really taking that step forward not taking that initiative because there's no incentive for them to 
if they try too hard, you look like Carl Anthony Towns out there who went and scored 50-something points. No one's going to care. If anything, he's probably going to get more negative coverage. I was joking about him on Locked on NBA with Jackson today. So I went on Locked on NBA. also went on Locked on Sports today. Go listen to those shows. But he's probably going to get clowned more today than he is. <laughs> he's going to get praised for actually trying and actually going out there and trying. To. He was the worst player on the Western team. It shouldn't be the worst player on the Western Conference team that takes it the most seriously. It should be the best players. And that's what the league wants. But I don't think they're going to get it, especially with this crop of players and this next group of players. The ones that, you know, that one all-star game that was good, they added the Elam ending, they changed the format, and all of a sudden you're looking going, man, this all-star game is actually pretty good. It was a couple years ago. It was LeBron and KD and Curry and all of them got together and they decided, all right, Chris Paul, we're all going to take this seriously now. We're going to take it and give it to him. It's got to be a new group of players. It's got to be the next crop. Embiid wasn't here. Embiid, you know, was, was, was injured, but he's up there. It's, it's Giannis. It's Luka. It's Jokic. It's those guys that have to take this next step and take it seriously, and I just don't think we're going to get there with them because I think they're the kids at the back of the class in moments like this. When push comes to shove, when the SAT comes, when the actual things matter, the ACT, whatever test, standardized test you took that got you into college, Luka and Jokic are locked in. They're going to get you a good score. They're going to get you to the end there. But when it's a game like this, when it's a random, you know, showcase of, you know, what you've learned in class and you're like you're doing this kind of event for people, like that's they're not going to take it this seriously. And the league really wants them to, and I just don't think they're going to get there because it's not who they are and they haven't shown an incentive to try and and, and do that yet. But the league really wants them to. And that's kind of the impasse we are. The way Luka takes the game is the way, you know, Anthony Edwards takes the same cue. He could have been out there and really stepped up and been, all right, he's taking that next step. Instead it was Dame and Tyrese Halliburton and and Carl Anthony Towns, and it just didn't have the same impact as if the best players in the league had taken it that seriously. And so coming up, let's talk about what actually happened. Let's talk about what Luka did. There were some really funny moments. There was some fun stuff. There's not a lot of Mavs substance, but there was fun and Mavs enjoyment, and that's what we do on this show too is we love to talk about the fun moments and things like that. So coming up, let's talk about the fun stuff that happened, what you missed from Luka Doncic in the All-Star Game. Today's episode is brought to you by Grammarly. I use Grammarly all the time since I was that kid in the back of the class that didn't pay attention that often. I need Grammarly because it helps me to make sure I'm using the correct like punctuation, make sure I'm using the right spellings and all that kind of stuff. I use the browser extension. I've got it right now. And you, all you have to do is sign in. 96% of Grammarly users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing. You, can, you don't have to just use it as like a spell check. It can help you craft things. It can help you work on all that kind of stuff. Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant and personalized suggestions. So go check out Grammarly. Make an impact. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. It's the gold standard of responsible AI with 14 years of experience, just about every IT certification under the sun. They've got all that stuff. So check out Grammarly.com slash podcast. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. Appreciate each and every one of you. I am standing on the edge of this, of this, these bleachers. They built these desks here. And so if I topple over in the middle of this, I'm probably just going to leave it in (laughs) because it would be really funny to watch me just fall like three or four feet down there. All right, let's get into what Luka did in the All-Star game because he did play. He ended up, you know, he started the game. He played just under 23 minutes. He had seven points, seven rebounds, seven assists. He was on minus 16, which I am embarrassed that I even read that number. But 
Luca in this game, he didn't he didn't take it all too seriously. He had some hilarious moments though. There was a moment that's gonna be that's all over the place. You've probably seen it by now. If you haven't, I posted it at Nick Van Exit on TikTok, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can follow me on all those places. Shout out to everybody that followed me on Instagram. I got a bunch of new followers and I appreciate you. He had a moment where seven minutes left in the third quarter, he gets a wide open dunk in transition. He gets it, he takes it. Gets a dunk. Great. Awesome. Maybe that kickstarts Luca, and maybe he gets excited about the All-Star game. Then, not even 30 seconds later, like 15 seconds later, he gets another wide-open dunk, and he just takes the ball, tries to throw it off the backboard to himself, and he gets caught on the rim. The ball just gets lodged on the rim, and he stays down there. He just puts his head in his hands. He slumps over. He's looking down at the ground. The play is, you know, the play is happening on the other end, on the other side. And then he just like kind of slinks over into the Eastern Conference bench area and he just kind of stays over in the corner. And like guys like Jalen Brunson and guys come up to him and they were just laughing at him. The East bench reaction is probably the funniest part about this whole thing is how they were cracking up. And he, Luke is probably in a really embarrassing moment for Luca. He goes back to the, the West bench and he's like, you know, kind of laughing about it, kind of like, you know, embarrassed around his friends that he, did, he didn't get that dunk down, that he couldn't get it down. Uh, but that was one of the funniest things I think I've, I've seen from Luca his whole career is him just not is smoking that dunk and just get, not getting it down. Uh, really, really funny moment from Luca. Uh, there's a couple other moments where Luca took a three-fourths court shot with 30 seconds left in the second quarter. He took it from, I mean, just, just way out there, like just like <laughs> just like way deep. And you almost thought, man, if this goes in, Luca's going to be a legend. A three-fourths court shot didn't go down. Then, you know, the West gets the ball back, and they do get another shot. And so a Mavs Muse account on Twitter tweeted the clip and said, this is the most disgusting shot, blah, blah, blah. Luca responds at halftime on Twitter and says, you know, two for one, analytics with the little gla- sunglasses emoji. <laughs> he responded at halftime. If, that's, if you want to see how seriously Luca takes this game, he's tweeting Mavs Muse accounts at halftime. Then <laughs> That's how seriously he took this game. Uh, and that's where we are with it. So – the Luca missed dunk. The Luca tweet was hilarious. He banked a three right in front of Brunson with like six minutes left in the fourth quarter. That was a funny moment. He had a couple of you know nice passes and alley oops to Jokic and stuff that were funny to watch. Luca and Jokic's friendship. I don't know, guys. I think it's real, and you wonder with Luca, he doesn't get the Team USA bump where. You know, on Friday I was talking about Derek Lively, and I hope Derek Lively can eventually get into a place where he's part of that Team USA selection process and maybe even part of Team USA going forward so that he can befriend all these guys. He's got an amazing personality. He's a good leader guy where he can, you know, eventually talk some of these guys into coming and playing for the Mavericks down the road. Luka's not going to get that chance, but what Luka has is the connection to Jokic and some of these international guys in a way that, you know, the American players are just never going to have. They've, they've got connections and they've got things to talk about that you know, the, the American players just don't have. And Luka and Jokic were attached at the hip throughout all practice and before this game and after this game, during this game. And it wasn't one-sided. It wasn't just Luka just you know, latched onto Jokic. They both you know, were having fun and joking around with each other. I tweeted and posted and uh, Instagrammed and TikToked the video of uh, Jokic knocking out Luka in knockout. And they were having a fun time with that at the all-star practice. I mean, these guys are, are definite friends. And if you start looking down the road, you're like, do they ever play together? If they do, it's kind of hard to imagine it in Dallas, but that's also definitely a thing that the Mavericks would do 
and that the Nuggets would get to a point where, all right, we've got to maybe move on from Jokic the same way they did with Melo and maybe move on from him. It's a pie-in-the-sky thing down the road, but those guys are – the friendship is real. That's my whole point about all this is that you definitely saw that on display and saw those guys really enjoy each other's company. There's a video that the Mavs Social posted. Shout-out to everybody at Mavs Social. They have, like, seven people here, I think. There's a video that Mavs Social posted where Brunson comes up to Luca. Luca is laying down on the ground. I think it's in the West locker room. He's laying down at the ground, and Jokic is sitting in a chair next to him. And then Brunson comes over and, like, tries to help Luca up to try and say hi to him. Luca's like, I already talked to you. I already said hi to you. Brunson's, like, trying to do it for the cameras, I guess. And the whole time Luca and, jo- and Brunson are taking this photo and Brunson's saying hi and all that, Jokic is sitting down. He's, Jokic is sitting down over here. And he's looking up at him, just like, all right, get it over with. It's like it's like if you're it was like if your girlfriend had another one of her guy friends come over to her. Like this is in high school. If you, one of your girlfriends had a guy friend come over and they were hugging and taking a picture and doing all that, and you're just like, All right, okay. Let's go. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap wrap it up. And it was that look from Jokic. The friendship is real. You love to see it. You love to see Luca connecting with some of these guys too, even if it's a pie in the sky down the road. But he's making those connections, and I don't know. Who knows down the road? But Luca in this game, uh, I mean, just didn't take it seriously. He's walking through half of it, not really doing a lot. He took the slowest layup attempt I think I've ever seen where Tyrese Halliburton's under the rim, I think, saying, hey, can I? He's like, just give me the ball. Just give me. If you're not going to take it seriously, just give me the ball. They're laughing back and forth. Uh, but Luca got that layup. Again, 7 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. He's just not going to take it seriously, guys. Like, as much as you may want him to, I got a lot of text on subtext from you guys saying, man, it's just annoying that Luka doesn't take this seriously. It would be fun if he did. It would be fun for Luka to just go out there one time and go for it. But I don't know. I would, if, in this format, since it doesn't matter, and since I only care about really the Maverick, I care about the league as a whole, not as much as Adam Silver does, but I care about the league as a whole. I care about the Mavericks more at this point in my life. I would rather Luca just not take it seriously, not get injured, not further like hurt himself. He's got, you know, he's got the ankle and the the thigh and all those kind of problems that he's been dealing with. And so, I would rather Luca just kind of glide through this game and not worry about it going forward. And so, he he did what he was supposed to do. Brad Townsend asked him after the game, you know, you seem to defer to other players. Why do you do that? And he said you defer to other players in this type type of game. You don't really go after it yourself. You're leading the league in scoring. Why are you you know, not doing that. And Luca's like, you know, if they're not going to take it seriously, then I'm not. He's taking his cues from other people too. And he's not acting like one of the, you know, the top two players in the NBA. I think Jokic and Luca are the two best players in the NBA. And for them to not take it seriously, I don't know. It's, inter- it's interesting to me like that, ever, that they're taking their cues from somebody else. Coming up, let's talk about what else I saw. Let's talk about All-Star Saturday night. Was it, a, was it a bust? Was it stupid? What did it look like in person? Talk about some of that other fun stuff and all that. We'll do that more coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by Nissan. Nissan's got the perfect cars for you. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little bit further? If you wonder what adventure could be around the next corner, if you're like me and you're driving from Indiana and Indianapolis to Cincinnati, if you're doing that drive and you're like, hey, I need something to take me even further, our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capability to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Pathfinder, room for up to eight, an expansive cargo capacity, advanced available 4x4 capability, 284 horsepower, up to 6,000 pounds of towing when adventure calls, the Pathfinder is there to answer. Also, check out the 2024 Nissan Armada. 
They will change what you expect from a full-size SUV. Picture a rugged 4x4 that can seat up to 8 in first-class luxury and style. Tow bigger and explore further in the 2024 Armada. Take the Nissan Rogue, Pathfinder, or Armada and go where your next big adventure is. Shop NissanUSA.com. Again, that's NissanUSA.com. All right, Isaac, let's get into the rest of the weekend. So, All-Star Saturday night. You show up. You get there. The LED court looks insane in person. I honestly thought it was really cool. I heard from a lot of you that you didn't like how it looked on TV. Uh, they definitely chose insane colors for it. You've got to think about you've got to think about the court three dimensionally, and it felt like they only thought about it two dimensionally. And that's the case with anything brand new, where you try something new, you try some kind of new technology or something. You only think about it two dimensionally. All right, what does the court itself look like? Okay, that's one thing. You put all the graphics and colors on it, put really bright colors, and it pops. They had to. Th- they didn't think about it three dimensionally. Where this is what the court looks like, and this is what the court looks like bouncing off of someone's skin while they're st- while they're standing on top of it. So the entire three point contest, you've got like, it looks like they're all leaning over a cauldron because it's this green color. Because Starry, I've been handed more cans of Starry this weekend than I care to, uh, than I care to disclose. They're just they're just throwing Starry all over the place. There's free Starry everywhere. I tried one. It's fine. It's Sierra Mist. It is what it is. So. That you know the court itself, I thought it was really cool. I thought you know adding graphics and things like that, adding the video in there, some of the slam dunk things where like Jaime Jaquez had a highlight reel of himself or like a video of him when he was younger playing on there, and it's not playing on a video board; it's playing like actually on the court. The stuff where you had the skills competition where you're seeing the path of the guys that went before them, and so you know how fast you have to finish. That stuff is really cool. I don't know how you do that in an NBA game, but I love that and it's physical and it's it's for the people in the arena as much as it was probably for tv too you know some of it a lot of it's for the people in the arena uh and that's super fun and so i i enjoyed that skills competition was chaos and ridiculous and it felt like it was the longest thing that happened that night but uh there's some fun moments you know the pace anytime the pacers did anything in this it was fun it was fun because the the hometown crowd got behind it the whole all-star saturday night also was in lucas oil stadium so this is Gainbridge, this this arena right here, this is the where the actual Pacers play. And Saturday night and the celebrity game and some other stuff was in Lucas Oil Stadium where the Colts play, the NFL team. And that stadium is huge. That stadium like the the AAC fits twenty thousand. Lucas Oil fits seventy thousand. Think about the difference between that. You know, it's not as big as Cowboys the you know the Cowboys Stadium AT T, but it's a big stadium. And so they don't they cut off half of it. And so you have this one giant section of, of stands and one really small section of stands on the other side of the court. And so that was kind of interesting how it was just in that huge, you know, football arena. And so you've got the LED court. You've got the, you know, the, the skills competition, which, again, guys didn't take necessarily seriously. So Anthony Edwards take left-handed shots only in it. I don't think that's something that the league would really want or care about or want to happen again. Somebody take it so not seriously that they're taking left-handed shots. You know, just as a joke and not really caring about what happens in this. The three-point competition was, you know, was was cool to see. I, you know, I enjoyed the three-point competition. Steph versus Sabrina. That was the best thing. Honestly, probably the best thing that I saw this whole weekend because you had all the hype. And there's a problem. I talked about this on Locked On Sports today, but I'll, I'll get into it here because with the dunk contest, with the three-point, with the skills, with the all-star game itself, you've got this problem with humans now where I can pick up my phone and I can watch a thousand dunks in a row. I can watch so many dunks and for them to build up all this hype and all of this, 
you know, there's literally a drum roll if you've never been. There's this drum roll that plays from the time they're about to start their dunk to the time that they actually dunk. They literally play a drum roll over the, the PA. It's like it literally builds the anticipation. They're literally building up this one moment to be this great thing. And you're all everyone that's watching is waiting for this huge, big, euphoric moment to all collectively happen. And to try and make that happen, it only it only can actually happen a couple times a decade probably, right? You've got the Zach Levine and, and Aaron Gordon one, an awesome dunk contest. Amazing, like an all-timer. But it's an all-timer because it's only going to happen twice a century, right, for something to be that good, for two guys to take it that seriously, to be that creative, to be that athletic, to do it. And so to try and do that every year, to try and catch lightning in a bottle, and also catch lightning in a bottle and, like, create it is so difficult. You've got people that are paid to all they do is create social media content that pops and it goes viral and they can't do it, right? Like how many companies would love for all their videos to go viral? They all try. They all have these social media teams. The Mavericks, like I told you, they've got like seven people here. They would love for all their stuff to go viral. They try. They do stuff. They experiment. You know, they're doing their best, but like they all try it because we're all just getting hit over the head all the time. I was sitting here before the game, like an hour before the game. There's all this stuff happening. You look at you look at this stadium, you look at all the screens, you look at all the people that were here, you look at all the entertainment that was happening, and what am I doing? I'm not paying attention to any of that. I'm looking at my phone, I'm scrolling through TikTok because that is a better dopamine hit than anything I'm going to get that can be contrived or fabricated or created by this corporate entity of, 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 of the NBA. <laughs> and so that's the problem with All-Star Saturday Night. That's the problem with the All-Star Game is we just got too much. It's not a novelty anymore. You cannot, you cannot fabricate, you cannot produce something that's going to hit as hard as the dopamine hit that I get when I'm on my phone. I've been very philosophical about this whole weekend because I, a lot of people have been asking, what's this even for? Why are we even doing this? How can we make it better? That's all the conversations I've been having all weekend is about this, this event and why it's not as good as it used to be or all that. It's not as good as it used to be because nothing's as good as it used to be, it seems like. There's only certain things that just hit that same way, that give us that same, you know, brain endorphin dopamine rush. And for the All-Star game, they're trying to contrive and trying to create these things with the dunk contest and all that. It's just too hard. It's too hard to compete with the human condition right now. And so the All-Star game and the, all of it, it's going to be what it is. It is what it is. You can, you can hope that Luka takes it more seriously. You can hope that Anthony Edwards doesn't take left-handed shots the whole time. He, he also, in the, in the All-Star game practice, took left-handed shots the entire time. It's, it was like an hour long, and they're all just shooting around. There's no really, there's no structure to it or anything. They're all just kind of taking shots. And Anthony Edwards is just shooting left-handed shots the whole time, just shooting left-handed shots. <laughs> He's not a left-handed player. That's where we are at the All-Star Weekend. It's fun if you ever get to do it in person. It's a long weekend. There's a lot of things to do. There's a ton of, there's a ton of stuff. You know, they had Lil Wayne did a concert today. T Pain did a concert the day before. Uh, I had some country artists that I didn't recognize that I didn't recognize that did some as well. You've got a, just a bunch of stuff happening all the time. There's players doing appearances, so you can go and get autographs and things like that. It's, it's a fun weekend. You, you you enjoy it if you're here. The problem is if you expect it to be the best thing ever, and especially the best television product ever, it's just not going to live up to the hype anymore. And I think I think that's where we are. And I don't think it's about the players necessarily taking it seriously. For the entire weekend, not the game, but for the whole weekend. I don't think it's about the players taking it seriously or having fun with it or all that. It's just how can they possibly compete with 
everybody that's trying to catch our attention and keep our attention and all that all the time. Was that is that a good enough tech talk TED talk for you? <laughs> did I get through my TED talk? Did you guys, did you guys enjoy that? <laughs> we'll be back to basketball. I'll be back. Um, if you're listening to this, I'll probably be back on Wednesday night going into Thursday. I'm going to take the next two days off. I'm going to hang out with my family. Uh, and so, you know, it's President's Day. And then well, I'm not taking off because of President's Day. I don't know why I even brought that up. But I'm going to take the next two days off from the pod. We'll come back. I'll do why Luka Doncic should be the MVP. So many of you have been asking for it. I'm going to, give, I'm going to make the case. I'm going to do the whole thing, make the case why he should be the MVP. I'm going to start the propaganda train. And we'll start that on Wednesday night going into Thursday. And we'll be back then. Guys, appreciate each and every one of you that's followed my stuff all throughout this weekend. You guys make this happen by subscribing to Subtext, supporting the show, watching every day, liking, commenting, sharing it, doing all that, following me on social. All that has made this happen. And I got to meet the No Dunks guys that used to be the starters, used to be the Basketball Jones. They knew who I was, and that was pretty cool for me because they're an inspiration to me. And uh, I used to listen to them when I was 16 in high school and listen to them as I was you know, doing my job or whatever. And so it was awesome to meet those guys. It was awesome to be in this situation, and you guys made this happen. And I really appreciate each and every one of you. Everybody that's part of the Raccoon Squad made this happen. And so thank you so much. Check, the li- check something off my bucket list for the NBA. More to come. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.